Live from Los Angeles, this is Dre's Geek Philosophy, the June 19th edition, the day after Father's Day, a very happy Father's Day to the father in the room, executive producer, excessively long executive producer, Sam, the man, Zia, you've celebrated your first Father's Day with your wonderful, awesome child, Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. (laughs) Thank you so much for making me a dad, Mojo Jojo. You're a Faja. It was a lot of fun, man. You're a Faja. Yes. And that, that, that adorable photo of your son that you posted, which immediately made me think of Dustin from uh, Stranger Things, because your son has that adorable toothless smile, just like Dustin <laughs> from the show. It's like, no, it's it's so cute. Yeah, I'm lucky. Yeah. This yeah, kid's yeah. awesome. I don't yeah, know how the hell he's mine. <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, scientifically, my friend, <laughs> you threw your baby batter inside your lovely girlfriend, and nine months later, baby, that's how it happened. Yeah, uh, he must have gotten all those looks from from mama. Uh, there's no way that, that he got it from his mama. He yeah, got yeah. it from his mama. Yeah, he's too cute. <laughs> he, he, he is quite adorable. We yeah. we we still. I, I keep saying it all the time. I, I need to come over. And we need to do the hip hop lullabies. I've been thinking about that more recently. I would love to do more uh, like uh, ain't nothing but a G thing and stuff oh, like that. Hell yes, we got to do the the, the the hip hop lullabies. Yeah, I, I mean, you and I, we have to do Gangsta's Paradise. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, we got to get Lamar in on a couple of them. Too. Well, uh, naturally, I mean, naturally, Lamar is the is a singer. But I mean, just a you know, just for like you know, cameo appearances and stuff. But cameo yeah, appearances. we got to do this soon. We, Before we, we, he actually starts understanding the words we're saying to him. <laughs> well, well, he's still young and innocent and yeah. has no idea of the, of, the, of the words that we're saying. Just hit the east side of the LBC. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be too cute. Oh, it, it is amazing and it's adorable. It'll be great. It'll it'll be and then we're gonna and we'll film it for the for the podcast the page podcast. for the podcast. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm uh, we, we do all kinds. Of, we're doing content. I mean, I don't know if anyone noticed. Uh, la- last Wednesday we did a, a, a oh. talking comics. I'm still kind of I'm still workshopping the yeah, title, title for that. Uh, like like you know, talking shop is a podcast from a couple of wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was like, oh man, I'm like I'm like uh, talking comic shop, comic shop talking. Something or other, something involving talking and comic shop. Yeah. <laughs> but we did that in a, ni- in a nice, fun, twenty-minute improv session. Yeah, and I, cool. I, I felt I, I had fun. Yeah. I, I, I felt I felt like you probably had a little fun, and yeah. we got to, we got to do a little business. Because I, I know you're trying to figure out a way how to incorporate Facebook Live into your business. I, f- yeah. I, I want to. I felt like that was more like kind of a test run for what you want to do with Facebook yeah, Live for the store, bit, right? Yeah. Where you kind of like want to use use Facebook Live to you know, oh, let me promote my business. Hey, come come yeah. buy things. Hey, you see something <laughs> cool here on this video? Why don't you buy it? Buy exactly right. <laughs> Chili con car- uh, comic. Chili con comic. <laughs> See, I, I, I you, you, Sam's yeah, you are the family guy of ideas. You have like the the most amazing non sequitur like yeah, <laughs> like you let, let let's let's make a right turn over here and like oh all right yeah no I will I will have the most random. References. Random references. All day. All, all, all day long. That, that, that we can count on you. Yes. Excessively long executive <laughs> producer Samzia. So, last week, uh, we're, we're, we're still talking video games. No. Uh, I, um, a lot of things. There, 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 there were a lot of things. There were some things. It was, well, let's give them uh, the full description of what was going on. We said... We are still talking about video games, but why? Well, why? Well, last week we had the, the the Electronic Entertainment Expo. So last Monday we talked about the 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 press conferences that occurred. But as as I always like to point out, that is not E3. Those are press conferences that happen because of E3. Yeah. The actual 
Expo is the three days in the middle of the week. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the three days that there's an actual show floor. And then, as as we mentioned before, the the this year was the first year they they sold fifteen thousand fifteen thousand tickets. The first to, year that they opened it up to the public. They opened it up to allow allow fifteen k of people to come in. Uh, fifteen thousand rubes. I mean, <laughs> uh, fifteen thousand. Um, uh, morons. I mean, fifteen thousand normal normals. normals. Mm, you yeah. can't you can't buy anything there, right? I mean, I was not there, but I've been seeing things because because of this. Yeah, uh, this is something that we we can come to you as well because I feel that E three has gone the way of comic of of San Diego Comic Con now. A little it's bit. becoming that where yeah. I feel in the next couple of years. They're gonna start. I mean, I feel that the the, the publishers are gonna t- try to take advantage of all these um, normals, all these rubes, all these morons, and start selling shit there. I don't know if that's gonna be against the rules of the expo. Here's what happened. Oh, t- oh. So uh, one of the things we're gonna go. To, ob- obviously, I could not go, but executive producer Sam Zia was able to use his connections at his work to get himself at the show. You went Tuesday and Thursday. That's right. Tell us what it was like at the show since I could not go and do the thing. Okay. Tell us how the thing was. Well, lines are something that are fairly common at E3. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is true. They only got enhanced by all of the I, I would say uh, I would say dehanced. Yeah. I would say <laughs> it was not an improvement. Enhancement no, no. Uh, enhancement would sound like an improvement. No. I, I I say everything I heard it was the opposite of enhancement. It got crowded. But and all and you would see nothing but those what we started referring to to them as piss yellow tags. I I felt that was quite cruel. Yeah, they basically all of the normal people all, all the all the general public badges were yeah. were a bright Piss yellow or a, a very neon yellow, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, uh, Mountain Dew pee yellow. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is unfortunate. And they took up most of the lines, obviously. Uh, right. There was a sense of like that. Oh my god, I can't believe we're here. Feeling from them, mm-hmm. and I've said I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When E3 decided to open it up to the public, that's them jumping the shark. Yeah. Because this there was so many companies, like, say, last year, EA, Activision, a bunch of companies that didn't do anything on the show floor, and they did stuff outside. And they realized that there are more and more companies that are not showing up, and the only way we can keep this thing relevant, because a lot of the business side stuff that happens at E3, all the meetings and all the stuff, like the media stuff that goes on over there, all, all of the stuff on the convention mm-hmm. floor, yep. is all stuff that gets online done online now. Yep. Yeah. So there's the, it, the the relevance for the conference has dwindled, and less and fewer and fewer companies are showing up. So the only way that the the conference can stay viable and relevant for the next ten years is, is to if turn they it, open it to the public and to turn it into video game con. Yeah. So now it's something where people want to show up and it's like, you know, 15,000 people. And you got the sense from them like they were when they were going in there. It was like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They're like, I got a golden ticket. No, no. you got a yellow piss pass. No, but, but what I, will, I always say, the, the first E3 that you go to is always the best E3. Oh, because yeah. you you have no idea what you were in for. It's it's like I said, it's a magical land. Yeah. You, you see all these booths and then they do. I mean, they don't put in the effort like they used to put into. I mean, yeah. good God. All and the then booths they generally would, let you down. And, and as time progresses, as each year, you see it kind of get uh, it, it degrades from year to year because yeah. all these companies are seeing the return on their investment. I, I remember my first few shows; yeah. I, it was insane to go. I remember like the the year the Xbox 360 was announced, mm-hmm. the entire Microsoft booth was a giant Xbox 360. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
I was, remember that. You had to, you had to walk. You, you could walk up this ramp and go inside. It was like a multi-story because yeah. Microsoft was having their meetings inside this monolith. Yeah. Wow. EA had yeah. this amazing booth where four giant solid walls. You'd go inside and it, like there was just video games all along the walls. Yep. It was oh, man, I remember they had this giant fucking scrambler. That was the first time I saw Burnout 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, a trailer for that. This is a PS2 game, but I saw that and it looked off. Fucking amazing! I yeah. was. It was a sensory overload mm-hmm. back in those days, and I feel nowadays they're not spending that much money because the re- they they would invest this money because it was a big industry show mm-hmm. for where industry decision makers who would buy more copies of games based on the meetings and the information they would gather from this show. Now it's. It's E3 Comic Con. It's yeah. it's video game con now. And you can like all the trailers that they do at the everything that's involved with the show well, that the, made the, it relevant. The, the internet it's all ha- done online. Now. The internet has you know as the internet continues to improve things, it has you know made all these other things easier. And therefore, yeah, yeah as you keep saying, the relevance of the show. This this used to be the most important thing yeah. to a lot of games. It was honestly, it was one of the most important things to me for most of my gaming life. I mean, the the in the in the late nineties, I wanted to go so bad, and yeah. then I found. I got in in the early 2000s and I went every year for the last 13, 14 years and now I, I'm not there and then the reaction I've been hearing from all friends like yourself, I had several other friends who went to the show and they, they had similar feelings. It's, it is overwhelmingly insane now yeah. where lines that would be half an hour to an hour before were two to four hours. Uh, a bunch of my friends for, uh, in, my, in my current Destiny clan, um, uh, viewer discretion advised, I'm, I'm in a new clan now. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them were actually there. They had to wait three, four hours to play the new Destiny. Where two yeah. years ago, when I when I was playing, I tried the Taken King. I waited an hour. Not even, dude. Yeah, that's about. I it. waited fifteen to twenty minutes. I played it four times, to- like four or five times, so I could keep getting the the, pa- it, the little uh, password. The little password, so I can get enough of the uh, the passwords for the rest of my clan, my yeah. old clan, Swordbear. I wanted to get a bunch of these codes to get them the exclusive shader, uh, the exclusive item for their for the game. Yeah, Which it was sold for about two hundred afterwards. I, I gave them away. I didn't yeah. care. <laughs> but now, and now it's like, yeah, you had to wait four hours to play the new Destiny game. I was like, wow, that and nuts. I, I think Nintendo obviously had the best overall presentation. That's another thing that we're going to want to talk yeah, about. But yes. we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, like the lines for that mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. were not out of control. The crowd was out of control. Yeah. And you can sneak into the lines and wait thirty minutes. Because well, a lot so, of people were just because Nintendo's really good at creating a spectacle. Yeah. At, uh, in the their next two days, they added rails and made sure that everybody was in line and orderly and everything. And then the line became four hours long to play the game. Yeah, because they, they they were they were having to cut off the line, you know, yeah. an hour into the show. Wow. Yeah. Because it's something you I'm, I'm sure yeah. you've seen in all the years you've been to comic book conventions where mm-hmm. oh there's a signing with a with, with a with a personality and they just cut off the line. This is just a play a game for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Then and that's one of the one of the tips I gave. Like you had to manage your time wisely when you're at E three. And now it's impossible to manage that time. Yeah. Because you're investing three, four hours to play a game for ten minutes and that that's unequitable. I mean yeah. it's 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 madness, I dare say. And I played and uh Sony had this thing where you have to use the Sony app to reserve your oh, spots boy. to play the games. Oh, and oh boy. you could not either log into the app. It was just it was because everybody it's a server was in overload it. because so many people are trying yeah. to go. Oh and you, shit! And so I couldn't play anything Sony based because you, you just couldn't get in on time. Um, that's that's wow. So there was there was a lot of like it was over and let's, let's put it this way: if the yellow piss passes didn't exist, it would have been pretty barren because the industry people have dwindled off. 
There's not well, no, as many go, people. Well, honestly, I mean, uh, most of the industry people I know still went. That's yeah. the thing. There's still a good. I, I think the the head count I heard overall was somewhere still in the fifty thousand range. Yeah. But because you still is, had a lot of industry people, but you you're not going to see them on the show floor. No, no. they don't want to be in the show floor anymore. Yeah. Because it's opened up to be this giant zoo. So they're all off in the concourse, the concourse hall that connects yeah. the two. That's where there are a lot of meeting rooms. There's a second floor that no one ever goes to. Yep. That's where everybody has their private meeting rooms, and a lot of people are just having their meetings off-site. Yep. There's all these things going on because it was, yeah, all told, it was like 50,000 people crammed into the convention center. Wow. And that's, uh, and that's it, a hefty amount of people and in just two of the four halls. Yeah, if you went on the short, the showroom floor, it was pretty crowded and i can't it was like it was like san diego comic-con whatever it was very hard to walk around yeah and i would have loved to have seen it without that because it would have it would have seemed like it was empty because there was so few people that were on the floor doing the well no if the if the public if the public people were not there then all the industry people would have been on the show floor yeah it it would not have been empty my friend no i feel like it, it it was no, it, it would, would have been, been like a normal E3 where the, where the, the now, industry though, people... I think, w- I think there's less people now even without that. Even if they were on the floor, less people are showing up. Uh, the industry... Oh, I, I feel like... Well, where you were like on, Harmonix aren't even showing up at all. Well, they, no, they okay. Not, to be fair, they don't have a they new don't product. Have yeah. No. The, the, yeah. Because I, I saw you and yeah. Lamar were like pleading to them on Facebook, but if it... it, it, it Financially, no it was pointless, was pointless to show for the they, yeah. the only reason they even showed the they didn't have a booth last year. Yeah. PDP had a booth for them because they made a, 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 a guitar for them. Yeah, like and that's the thing. It, again, it, it goes back to that phrase I keep talking about: return on investment. Yeah. There is no investment for them to fly out here from and Boston. That's what maybe I'm they were there. Yeah. you know what? Honestly, they might have been there, but they just didn't have a booth. There was yeah. no reason for them to set up rock band other than to, like for us to masturbate and freaking yeah. play rock band to <laughs> yeah. to to. In, to enjoy enjoy ourselves like 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 you I and Lamar did but last year. That's what I'm saying. There were so few companies that have been showing up, and the companies that do no, show up specific, have a smaller presence. No, so the actual number of people that are there have dwindled. No, the, this the goes back to people. They're not they're not showing up. This goes back to another problem. No, kids, this is a problem I talked about uh, a week or two ago, where we have less and less developers now. There's oh, less yeah. publishers. Yeah. There's less money to throw around and, on this. It, they're not. What, they're exactly. not showing. It's. It's not that they're showing up because all the public is there. No, that's not the reason they're not showing up. They're not showing up because either a they don't have a product to show to promote to make money, or b they don't have money to come out here and, because all their budgets are very tight. It's not because of the of these brand new people who I are never on the said floor. That, I, that's not why. No, you I said, said you said if the, they're not. No, I'm saying if they weren't there, mm-hmm. I wanted to see. What what the crowd of actual industry professionals. Oh, there would have been more. Like. I mean, the, it was because you still had forty thousand. Okay, there was. 50, well, no, but that's what well, we were. There's forty thousand. There's less and less people showing yes. up. So that group. Like I meant, as group, in people, I mean, as in developers, yeah, actual yeah, companies the, buying space on and the no, floor. And that's what I'm talking about. There's less and less people, less return on investment. So they're not. There's not as many people showing up. But you up. still have attendees. No, no, you still have attendees. There's a difference. Okay. Yes, I know. Well, what there, I'm talking there's about, there's a difference between but there, there's less of them now no, than okay. ever. As far you're as talking, the, okay, the, as far you're as talking about exhibitors. Goes, I'm talking about attendees, like the media. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's fewer of I, them too. Sam, we're talking about two different things here. <laughs> I feel <laughs> well, like you. I think I feel like you, you, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Well, no, I'm understanding what you are saying. I'm saying something that it's a matter of how many, how much less people there are. In general, 
Like well, yeah. the actual crowd that was there was significantly no. like it was only bolstered by the fact that there was public allowed in there. As far as the media and the and the people on the floor, the I know. So, sorry for the fighting, Chanel. Yeah, no, for the media, <laughs> as far as media goes, the attendees and all of the professional people, the industry people, they're still there. No, it's fewer. They weren't there in as big of numbers. I was there. I saw okay. it. But argue, but <laughs> like you're going off. I'm of talking about math here. Like, the, listen to the math, Sam. Forty thousand versus fifteen thousand. The the attendance number that was announced yeah. was was all was freaking nearly sixty thousand people. Yeah, and most of the people that did they show were up, hiding. No, this is the thing. <laughs> most of the people that did show up, instead of the companies, were vendors, people selling stuff. So a lot of the booths were taken by people who were selling stuff on site. Oh yes, that's that's, that's why I wasn't there for that. Yeah. What were they selling? So what was being sold? Yeah. Anime stuff. Uh, video game toys, everything. They're no, because because I, I know uh, um, um, Lamar had a very interesting comment where he was surprised that Microsoft had moved from the um, from the uh, from West Hall to South Hall. Yeah, where I was, uh, or I was like, pleas- I was pleasantly surprised because oh, that's where they traditionally had been before, mm-hmm. back in the uh, prior to the to the, to the E3 changing in 2008, because like Microsoft had always taken a giant footprint in in the South Hall. Yeah. And uh, and Microsoft and then Sony and Nintendo would control the other hall. But when E3 was shrunken uh, over the course from 06 to 09, when when because it was gone 07, it was yeah, it was, it was a smaller event. It was um it was it was a private event yeah. in 07 08. When it came back, they had less space. They no longer had the Kentia Hall. They no, no longer used concourse yeah. to have extra booths. Because I remember I used to go to the Atlas booth in in the concourse hall. Like they used to have they used to use an office space. Yeah. For and now they have actually have, have a booth, and so everything was kind of smashed together. But what it's not okay again. Yeah. There's less publishers there, so now you're telling me that there were um, more vendors. vendors. So what was this over in with where Nintendo and Sony was? Both halls. It was, so it was both halls. Yeah, both halls had like I, I kind of uh, wish I had seen this of, now. Well, no, and a lot of the smaller companies gone. So like like a my, lot of your accessory companies that were like yeah, a, a bunch of them. Like my personal favorite, Jesus for Gamers, mm-hmm. gone. <laughs> like most of the companies were gone. All the most of the small companies weren't there anymore. A lot of them were vendors. There was one massage area set up. Mm-hmm. There, they used the space differently with more. Smaller... See now, I, now, I should have looked up a map of, of the of the show floor to it was see. Different. It was it was a different vibe. Like lot, well, right when I saw Lamar's floor. post, I should have like I should have looked up an E3 map to see what 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 the 2017 map was this a year. A good chunk of the floor was not being used anymore. That's interesting. Like they they just wire, uh, corded it off. So it's. There may the developers may there may be people who have gotten passes and stuff, but there were they w- once you went out there and saw how many of them were the yellow passes in relation to how many were people that were like business people there that were part of the industry. Well, a lot of them were taking meetings. Oh, yeah, I feel a like a lot of them were taking meetings. Ta- I, but most of the stuff they're not going to the show floor. floor. They're yeah. not going. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And they're not the, going to the show and, floor. And um, a lot of the stuff on the floor aren't developers anymore. It's yep. vendors. There are people there that want. I went and I bought some stuff over there. It's so, the first time I've ever so spent money at E3. So it's turning into a convention. Yeah. Yeah. I remember in the old days in in the Kentia Hall downstairs, there would be some vendors, some guys selling you know selling video games downstairs. Kind of the the or all the weird all the early VR stuff back in the in the, the mid two thousands. They would be downstairs in the Kentia Hall. So now you're telling me that has now proliferated into the actual show floor. Yeah. 
instead of you know trying out demos now oh it's people selling wares and even the e3 shop that they had that's the only place where i would spend money just to get a shirt so uh, so instead, so i remember another, that shop used to be outside yeah. was that shop inside now or they had two of them now oh so they had one on the so outside one on the outside and, and one, one on the, on the, the inside. inside wow that so that's that's what i'm seeing now it's not it's like the it's becoming video game con yeah and the developers aren't there the people the media weren't there i mm -hmm. they, they were in they were there but they you, they get very easily drowned out by all of the yellow passes. Interesting. See, now, oh, God. So, now I, I really wish I had spent the money to buy a, 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 one of those stupid yellow passes no, to, to, so been, I can. It, 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 the show itself. No, I mean, wasn't not that for good. the No, not for that show. For this show. Oh, so, yeah. So people can for, see it. For this. So I could have, you know, I, I would have been there with a lot of Facebook Live videos showing, yeah. like, pointing out. Differences now. I wish I had seen it so I could, yeah, I, I so I can provide a, a good point of reference. I'm like, what the fuck is and going it, on? It it was a different vibe, but not that different. Uh, you know, the, but there's a change. No, but yeah, the, it, there, it was there, a change. The the, the 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 I guess you could say the temperature in the room was different this time. Yeah, well, it was, it just it felt more like people wanting to go there and nerd out more than actual the business end of it. Because I that I loved going to E3 and shooting the shit with people there. yes and going and learning about the new stuff sitting in on whatever conference or whatever videos i can get or anything any right. trailers anything and, and so in the old days i'd be i'd just be going there to run into people from the industry yeah. that i knew and then hopefully meet some other people like oh, there's the one like the one I, I think i mentioned it last year uh, last week i talked to the creator of ratchet and clank i talked to the creators of freaking sly cooper one yeah. there was one year where i was just getting have like, well, then watch it on, uh, well, Irv, you can listen to it on iTunes later if you want to hear the other half of the conversation. I'll try to point the microphone towards Sam, but. No, no, they don't care. Uh, anyways. <laughs> no, Irv apparently can only hear my half of the conversation. Yeah, but it's, it was a different energy, but it was, it, it seems like this is the way it's going to have to go for it to stay relevant. Because if those yellow passes weren't there, people, as far as industry goes, they weren't walking around on the floor. They were like, it was a different vibe. The companies weren't showing up and they were being replaced by vendors. So that, if that you didn't have, and if you didn't have the people, the regular general public there, the vendors wouldn't have showed up. Okay. No, I see your point on that. Yeah. Now it's becoming, mm -hmm. it's becoming like a comic book convention. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, that, this is a question I want. I, I want to ask you, Sam, were there a lot of cosplayers? No, no, okay. but you, they they started to pop up on the third day a little bit, mm. but I get the feeling next year you're going to start seeing it more. There's going to be a lot more cosplayers. Like, yeah. like it'll be kind of like Anime Expo where they're all hanging out in the, in the lobby. Yeah, in the front. Yeah, in the front. Yeah, because they can't fit their cosplay through the yeah. doors. Yeah, and well, and the biggest line was just to get into the con because there were so many like the the yellow taggers that were dying to get in at the right off the bat. Everybody is, who was industry that didn't need to be there inside of it at they, the they door, didn't go. They didn't go until later. Like they'll show they'll show up later because it was pointless. Wow, that is that is that, that is a referendum on the E three that you and I yeah. know. But this, so well, now, it, but it's but it becoming something more lines of something that you would experience, yeah. Mr. Pimolini. It sounds like it. I mean, it makes sense that they have vendors. I mean, you figure this is the idea of like extra fifteen thousand public people are gonna be there. Like, yeah, you well, you'd want to be there to sell stuff. No, because the, the, and the this, swag sucked, so they wanted something <laughs> to go home with. Yeah, that, that and that's what I've, I've been saying that for years. There's no, there's no, um, there was no financial incentive to, for them to give out stuff. I remember Nintendo gave out Game Boy Advances one year. 
Like, wow. you, if you got in line, there was, like, this rotating table, and then, like, three of the slots would be Game Boy Advances, and the others would be, like, hats and shirts and all kinds of stuff, and then whatever came up and landed in front of you, you would get it. And then, oh, I got a GBA. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they're, it's they're, a different they're, they're, It's different because it used to be a trade. Yeah. This used to be a trade show yeah. Yeah. to help promote their products to to vendor, when I say vendor, I mean to promote products to distributors, people, yeah. you know, Walmart and Target and Best Buy and, you know, and anything in between. All, well, when there used to be actually small, there were a lot more vendors back in the day. There was a lot more, a lot more retailers, I should say. Yeah. There are a lot more mom and pop stores. Like those kind of stores would be the places would be sh- show up there to see what am I ordering later this year. Kind of yeah. like a diamond summit yeah. that you would go to where like what products am I ordering for my comic shop. Now, everything's kind of been homogenized where like you're just getting this stuff either from a big box store or you're buying it from Amazon. So now they, they're going to have to change. They're changing. It is changing yeah. into a yeah. comic book or a video game convention. Yeah, something sure. along the lines of like a Penny Arcade Expo yeah. or, or something like that where it's just like, oh, this is for funsies now. This is yeah. no longer a business uh, endeavor. And now it's like we need to fund it by going to the public. And now maybe next year we, you can have a Nostalgic Books and Comics yeah. booth at E3 That's and no sell joke. comics. You could really get in with that. No problem. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, but but uh, the the space would probably be terrifyingly oh, yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you <laughs> that ain't that ain't no two hundred dollar table, yeah, my friend. <laughs> you could easily get in as industry, mm. just based off of the fact that you own the shop. You just send them a letter. You can get in. It's Ooh. it's <laughs> something that I would consider doing next. Year. Fucking a. Yeah. We could have used the store to get me you and me in the E three. Yeah. E3 2018. We're going to do that. And, We're doing that. And then we will watch my, my, my eternal suffering now, next time. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to do that. But there's, and as far as like the actual show goes, like uh, forget the crowds and how it mm-hmm. was arranged. The actual show goes, it was about a six out of 10. It wasn't fantastic. There wasn't any major standouts. There wasn't anything super overwhelming. Everybody had to get into the Nintendo booth to get ah. a shot at the uh, uh, to play. Getting the hat, yeah, the, I, and I got the hat. Everybody uh, wanted the hat, and it's selling pretty big right now. <laughs> it's selling for two hundred. Yeah, the af- the aftermarket on 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 the, on the, some of the swag is pretty interesting. Yeah, but it, it is turning into San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, it yeah. Totally is. So I went and I, I I played that. I played ten minutes of it. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's a good game. Yeah, and I know it's a three D game. You don't like those. No, I, I'm actually very. Mario. I'm it's very. Solid. I'm <laughs> actually very interested in, in that game. Yeah. Like, you know, everything I've seen so far. I mean, because a, a lot of people were saying there was like a cultural appropriation Mario because they, they showed him wearing a sombrero. But uh, there was a. There, <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, but yeah. I saw it. <laughs> what, see, but what uh, I, what what people don't know is that all those different suits they were putting him in, those are all, like, if you look back at old Nintendo games, when Mario would show up and be, like, a referee or mm-hmm. just be in the background, yeah. those are all, I like, because there's a game where he's wearing the sombrero and, and, a, and a poncho in one of the games. Yeah. In the, an old game from the 80s. So all those suits he was wearing, those all tie into, like, oh, where he was in the background of, like, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or if he was in the background yeah. of NES Tournament Golf or, like, mm-hmm. or, or, they're all they are based in a pace a piece of Mario history. Yeah. Oh, like okay. so some, you know, SJWs were like, cultural appropriations, like, nah, just <laughs> This is history. This is history and it's and it's it's a silly video game yeah. history. I don't think Nintendo's going out of their way to like, hey look, Mexican Mario. I mean, it's an Italian plumber plumber from a Japanese company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh aside from Nintendo, Ubisoft, their entire their entire setup. Was really freaking good. Oh, a lot better than last year. Microsoft. Where, <laughs> I remember last year I didn't yeah. like Ubisoft setup. It was very. The lines were all like. Yeah. It looked like the. It looked like the symbol from Westworld. It was all this. All these. <laughs> inner, all. It looked like a little maze inside yeah. the. So this no, year they, they improved they were upon much that. Much more organized this year, and they. 
what they presented was great. Like they fell off for the last two or three years. Mm. They stepped it up this year. Um, because uh, obviously they're coming out with a they're coming out the new South Park game. The South Park game was great. The Assassin's Creed game looks awesome. The or- oh, really? Origins looks really good. I, I I saw some of the fight mechanic on it. It's changed. So you're saying that the time they took they took off for for this is uh was well spent. Well spent. Okay, yeah. good. That, that that I know that's something big for especially for you and, and friend of the show Lamar because you yeah. guys are big on Assassin's Creed. Now the game that really. They've had a couple of games uh, off of there that were awesome, but the one that really stood out for me is one that's coming out next year. Uh, and Chanel's trying called... to distract me with images. I wonder what she's sending me. <laughs> yeah, it's called Skull and Bones. Did you did you see the trailer on this? No, one? I did not see the trailer on it's that. It's the same mechanic from Black Flag, huh. from uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but it's a game. It's a uh, online game mm-hmm. where, and I'm I'm hoping there's a story mode too. But it's an online game where you team up with other people. You have you like each one of you is the captain of your mm-hmm. own boat, and you're doing like treasure hunts against other oh, teams. See, oh, Jai Polidor on on Facebook Live says, um, "3D Metroid and 3D Zelda is what Dre doesn't like." Ask him about Super Mario Plumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. and then uh, er, and Irv uh, brought up another point, something that was not talked about during the show last uh, last week, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, well, it wasn't even there. Nobody yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have anything new to show. There was no new trailers or anything. They didn't have. I'm I'm slightly surprised. They they were kind of sad, really. We square? Uh, yeah, Square. Like last year, I heard they were like they. Uh, one, another friend of the show, Josh uh, Joshua Lee, was saying how they, there was line. There like something where like last year you would have waited five minutes to play. You like you had to wait an hour to play now. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, expectations behind it. A lot of people were showing up, and they also did a game of what was it? The uh, Final Fantasy fourteen uh-huh. that's coming out. So they had some of that action. The heaven, heaven sword, he- heaven sword, or heaven yeah, word, heaven's like word. Or, yeah, but some, something that else. Well, Square Enix they they, they kind of uh, held up. Although they held back some information because uh, during because they, they had one of those because oh, during the week of E three there's a lot of other events that you know coincide at the same time they take advantage of the fact of a high concentration nerds there was a a Kingdom Hearts concert much like you know the, there's yeah. usually a Legend of Zelda concert and apparently at that concert. At the very end of the show, the developer from Kingdom Hearts, uh, Tetsuya Nomura, came out and he showed that crowd a trailer for the new Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. And then he told them that it's not going to be at E3, but it'll be at Disney's event, D23. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm trying to point out to my friend Jai, I'm like, yeah, that's a Disney property. Yeah. So they're going to, they're saving it for the Disney con- Disney convention. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy because it's, there's doing the Marvel stuff there too. Yeah. All, all the Marvel stuff is happening at D23. Before Comic Con. It's a double middle finger to Comic Con because yeah. uh, you, you know Disney's not gonna like pack all that stuff and head south to San Diego. They're gonna, they have everything right there in Anacrime. Yeah, <laughs> it was a weird vibe. It felt like a lot of companies that usually step up and do some good stuff. Square they're just they're holding. Yeah, they're, they're, just, oh, they're, they're they are not investing. Yeah. They 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 well they're not again like the original point that we said earlier they're they're not investing as much as they normally would into this event E three is now becoming just you know a convention that they were it'd be the equivalent they're they're, they're gonna pro- start probably start putting the same effort that they put in E three that they would into like uh San Diego Comic Con has a lot of video games now you know a lot of these video game makes they're gonna probably put a lot less uh, financial effort or financial backing into these events where like oh we don't need to spend like I remember like back in the day, EA is spending like five million dollars on their booth there's no reason for them to do that anymore yeah. there's there's no there's no incentive yeah and uh, I, I guess the the one that went in with the most hype especially after their uh, press conference 
but really just kind of fell short during the show and then well, yeah, it was the well, who, uh, Microsoft. Who, micro, yeah, oh my god, Microsoft. Because they they, they announce a new console and then they fall on their faces. Yeah, well, it's the, they announce a console that has great specs. It looks good. A lot of the games mm. that are coming out like the Assassin's Creed game, mm. they ran it on the Xbox One, One X. X. And what they did to themselves by naming it the Xbox One X <laughs> is basically Wii Uing themselves. They they really have. That like, uh, it honestly. went from like everybody looking, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." This is really good. What's the name of it? Okay, fuck it. I mean, God, they could have just called it the goddamn Scorpio and it would have just been People fine. People would have lost it for that. I, I, I feel like a name is very important. They Wii U'd themselves. It they is, really did. A name is important. It's not just like, oh, feeling good about buying it. It's being able to differentiate it from its previous products. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, Sony's had the advantage where they just keep upping the number one. So, you know, okay, it's PS4. And I'm sure in a couple of years, we're going to get the PS5. And, uh, and yeah. uh, in 20 years, well, the PS9, like they used to when they when they joked about that when the PS3 came out, where you just plug it in your head. Yeah. But I, uh, for over my, I mean, we 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 belabored this last I week. I thought about that was it. the PS6. Oh no, it was the Like the commercial was the PS9. <laughs> oh okay. No, but I mean, I think we're gonna have that for the PS6. <laughs> oh, maybe it's gonna the PS6. I don't know. Like, but <laughs> virtual t- virtual reality technology is advancing really quick. <laughs> but one company, but we didn't get to talk about last week. <laughs> Sorry, but that was the highlight of Square Enix's thing was their uh, Final Fantasy 15 VR fishing. No, <laughs> that was that was the best that they okay, had. But it, 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 I had a great segue, and you stepped on my dick, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had an amazing segue, <laughs> and you just walked up to my dick and stepped on it. Uh, let's rewind, rewind. Let's rewind. See, unlike Microsoft, the company that we did not get to talk about last week, who I felt probably had the best showing out of everyone, was Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo, Tuesday morning, they went out, they did half an hour compared to everyone else where Microsoft went 90 minutes, Sony did an hour of nothing but trailers. Mm-hmm. And then Nintendo came out, and they um, I, I really feel like everyone underestimated what Nintendo was going to do because nobody knew. It was like, oh, like they, they have to announce a new Smash. They didn't announce a new Smash. They showed more Odyssey, and then they showed a new... Uh, well, they didn't even show the game. They, showed, they announced Metroid Prime 4, and as I posted on Facebook, a picture of Randy Marsh jizzing all over himself. That's what I pictured <laughs> Nintendo fans everywhere, because a lot of Nintendo fans have uh, very uh, strong emotions regarding Metroid Prime. And then, for me, they showed a me- uh, new Metroid Prime... Well, later on, actually, after... They didn't even show it during the, the thing. They showed it like on a separate feed. Later on, a new Metroid for the 3DS, and that's where I shot my load, because that's something that I personally really wanted. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, they showed a new Kirby game, they showed a new Yoshi game, they showed all these, and then of course, everyone's hyped up about Mario, and I, I could have sworn there was a, they had the, the Mario uh, the Mario and the Rabbids game. Yeah. So I they showed all that this stuff. That was in the stuff. Ubisoft booth also. That was in the Ubisoft booth as well. And so they showed all these games, and out of nowhere, like Nintendo usually does this on years where everybody thinks they're not going to do anything. Nintendo kind of stole the show. Oh, yeah, without they, question. They, they just walked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they announced, because uh, Metroid has always been kind of the, the game that a lot of the Nintendo nerds, like like even people who don't like Nintendo, they've always kind of like, oh, okay, but Metroid is good. Like, we like Metroid. And they intentionally or unintentionally won everyone over just by simply announcing that new Metroid for the, the Nintendo Switch and then showing that, oh, we're gonna we're taking a, a remake of the Game Boy Metroid from Metroid Two that freaking won me over and then on, on another low key one that I think I was later one of my favorite RPGs Mario Luigi Superstar Saga is also getting a remake on the on the 3DS and I'm like Nintendo just walked in you know everyone's up there like slugging each other we're like Xbox Scorpio and then God of War and VR and then Nintendo's like here's some games that you guys really want 
<laughs> and okay, that made all the nerds happy. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, everyone's like, well, well, how come, you know, people like always shit on Nintendo, but Nintendo, when Nintendo shows you their software, it's like, like we're all, like I said, we're all battered wives. Like, oh, we'll take you back, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you showed us the cool games. We, lo- we love you. And yeah, they, they unintentionally stole, like, they, or people always like to say, who won E3? And then I think Nintendo actually, kind of by default, they won E3. Yeah. Because of the. Well, as far as like, companies that make consoles go yeah hmm. uh like you as far between microsoft it's usually between microsoft sony yeah, and nintendo, it's, it's nintendo between those. was head and shoulders above the rest yeah but, but between software and and just and just the announcements and just ma- making everyone generally just making everyone happy and they they, they intentionally intentionally walked walked away with the show which i i thought that was fascinating and then the one thing that they did not do, which you and I, if, if those of you watched the the, the Twitch post game last week, uh, Sam and I had a very spirited discussion about an, a Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, well, after the success of the NES Classic okay. last holiday, Sam was quite very much expecting that there was going to be a Super Nintendo Classic announced, and we didn't get anything. I, I'm sure, you know, that might... Well, now Nintendo's habit of they do things on their own schedule. Maybe we'll get a Nintendo Direct later on. Where they're going to talk about? Oh, here's a Super Nintendo Classic because I don't recall when the NES Classic. I think they it was announced announce it at E3. E3. No, it was it was announced sometime in the summer because I remember yeah. it was it was right when I had started working at uh, at GameStop again in, in August last year. They had just announced it and everyone was asking about pre-ordering it. So maybe there's going to be a Nintendo Direct sometime in the you know in the next couple months where maybe they're uh, going to make a Super NES Classic. So I, after our spirited discussion. I put together a list of games that I think would have been would be appropriate. Okay. On the uh, on the uh, SNES Classic, and uh, oh, shit, I just realized. You guys phone? know where the list is? Home. It's on your phone. On it's your on phone? my phone. Oh. <laughs> okay, so give us your best recollection. My my best recollection. So no, I went through. Oh, so naturally, I think Nintendo is going to put their best of you know first party games. All for, I, so I'm going to get out a piece of paper. Hang on. Can here. You, you got some paper over there? Paper. Yeah, the, the 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 miracle of live streaming. <laughs> the mir- oh no, shaking my head. Yes, 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 Chanel. We 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 are totally messing things up on here. So naturally, you got your Super Mario World. Yeah. So I'm because I knew off the top of my head, there's there's about 17 Super Mario World. We had Metroid. We had Legend of Zelda. L O Z. Super Mario All Stars. Yes, I would. All Stars. Donkey Kong Country. Yes. So yeah, all, uh, all your classic. All of the Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, there's three of those. Yeah. You got your F Zero. Yes. You got your Pilot Wings launch Pilot title. Wings. That was a good one. You got your Mario RPG. Yes, I would do that. Because I feel like Nintendo controls that IP yeah. more so than than Square. You have uh, one, let's see now. That was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So that that's ten already right there. You got your Earthbound, which is you know that that's a Nintendo IP. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy, crazy game. Ah, crap. So now see now my, my <laughs> <laughs> this is like when we played that movie game. I'm trying to remember all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I took the time and I Yoshi's World. Thank you, Super Mario, uh, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Yep. Because there's about 17, but so how uh, how many do you, do you recall how many games were on the SNES Classic? Was that 30? 30. That was 30. So so we have 17 first party titles. Yeah. Roughly. So I was going through all the third party titles. So no, you know that was something you and I were discussing. We're talking about what games would be licensable and what games wouldn't be. Yeah. 
So, oh, Star Fox. Thank you. Star yeah, Fox. Star Fox. Oh, Star Fox. I, I'm like, it was killing me. I'm like, there's a big one I'm forgetting, <laughs> and it's murdering me. This is, this is why we do the show live, so we can have people come on and correct me. <laughs> when it gets much, when, when this show gets much more popular, it's going to be, it'll be a deluge of corrections and retractions <laughs> instead of just a handful of people. Hitting me with all this stuff. Sim City. That was another one. Because yeah. the, the OG Sim City would be something that we'd have on there. But the third party stuff. So I th- one of the first ones I thought off the top of my head, one of the three Street Fighter 2 games. Yeah. Because mm. that yeah. was like because that was one of the first times where you actually had a game that was very similar to the arcade in a home console. Because I remember my 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 buddy uh Taro Takioka back in back in middle school. He he had a Super Nintendo. And we played Street Fighter 2. We had tournaments in his house. Nice. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was, it was, it was insane. So we, either Street Fighter 2, the original, or Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I think that would be one of the third-party ones. Uh, also, another third-party one. I would put in there Mortal Kombat. I, maybe. And yeah. the reason why is because it's on the Genesis console that I have. <laughs> I'll see about that. Well, hmm. But the game was so much better on Genesis than it was on Super it Nintendo. Because really the, the, the Super Nintendo, the you had the blood code. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a blood code, and because well, it, it, all the, all the fatalities. Yeah. So everyone keeps. I oh, got yeah, Mega Man X, uh, Chanel on 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 Twitch, and uh, I believe it was a uh, 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 Mega Man X. Uh, Capcom and Nintendo have always had a good relationship, so Mega Man X that would be the, that would be one of the perennial ones. So Super Castlevania Four. Konami, but Konami's a bunch of dicks right now. That that's the only <laughs> problem I would have with that game. Currently, Konami is a very evil company. Yeah. Uh, uh, friend of the show, Irv Danny Potomo, was telling me how apparently recently Konami is blackballing all their former employees. Where it started with Kojima. It started with Hideo Kojima, creator of Metal Gear Solid. But apparently now, if if you have worked at Konami. It is a black mark on your resume, and if you try to get a job elsewhere, they're like, oh, no, well, your, your services are not required here. Wow. They've pissed off the entire industry? How the fuck do you do that? I don't know, man. When you're, when, when you're, when you're being shitty to everyone, it, I, it's pretty easy to just piss off everyone. I mean, just piss <laughs> off the entire game. Like, I mean, I guess it's a giant sign of dis- it was. I guess it was a giant sign of disrespect in Japan. So now it's, it's not even that they're... That the Konami is blackballing people. It's that having that on your resume, like they have disrespected so many of their own employees that now, like if you used to work there, it's like, nah, we want nothing to do with you. Yeah, like where yeah. it's a it it is a it is a scarlet letter on you, yeah. <laughs> a scarlet a scarlet K. Yes, <laughs> a scarlet K is with you for That's the rest of your career. You have to like you might have to like delete it from your resume, much like I, I want to delete that the, the three months of GameStop off my resume, <laughs> so I. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was tr- uh, now again. This is another point of contention you and I had. It was the Japanese RPGs. Yeah, like, and those were hugely prevalent on the. They, they were. I I feel that the, the the Super Nintendo, and then in a close second, uh, in a close second, it was a uh, the PS One is like the the greatest era of yeah. role playing games. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, but but my my point of contention with the Square games. Is uh, even though they did allow Final Fantasy One on the and the NES Classic, I feel that may have been more because Nintendo co-published that game 
way back when in the day. That they, would probably have something to do with that, it. That had something to do with it, where the other games were published straight up by, straight Square. Up by Square. Yeah. Or, or Square Soft back in those days. I, I and my, my contention, like, I don't know if those would make it on there because the licensing fees would be excessive. Because if, if they're going to charge 10, 15 bucks for you to play that game on your iPhone. How much are gonna are they gonna charge Nintendo to include it? It's like see Kiet Fam on, on Facebook Live mentioned Secret of Mana, another Square Enix That's game. That's a great game. Amazing game. But currently, Square, I don't think they do it because in Japan they're releasing a Secret of Mana collection or uh, collection on the Nintendo Switch. So it fe- it would feel it would seem incongruous for like oh we have this, but yeah. you can download the game oh, or you can get the game on this NES uh, Super NES Classic. So these are some of the little like little issues I'd see with. Some of the third-party games where, like, the monetization of some of these titles were. On the NES, it was a little bit different. I mean, the, yeah. the NES Virtual Console was a little bit different. I can see it happening. But uh, it's on. It's obviously up to the companies. It's up to the companies. Yeah. See, so, yeah, right now, another Capcom game you just mentioned right now, Final Fight. Yeah, that, that's a classic. Yeah, Final Fight is a classic. See, now, now my brain is like, I'm like, there was a bunch of, like, see, Jai mentions, you know, he thinks that, uh, Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger, both companies will be leaving on the table. No, see, you have to think about it from their perspective. We think it's a, a, a big. Oh no, they 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 would lose. They would lose money. No, they think they're losing money. Like uh, Square would think that they they would lose money by contributing those games to the NES Classic because they would not get as much as if they put, put sold them it themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. put them on or they, that they, they, they already no, or they already sell them on their own on iOS on. A virtual console. They would just be, from their perspective, they would be hurting themselves. Where like, oh, they would see less money from it. That that's again, one of the points of this show is to kind of explain the business side of a lot of these decisions. Like, why wouldn't they do this? And I'm telling, and this is where like my my insight from behind the scenes. I'm like, oh no, it it sounds like oh they they both they're both leaving leaving money on the table. From Nintendo side, they wouldn't need those games for the Super Nintendo Classic to sell. Oh yeah, people will just buy it. People are just gonna yeah. buy it. So, uh, so Jai Potter is watching. I'm like, no, I. They, they both sides would not be leaving money on the table by doing it. But I think both sides would perceive that they are losing value on their product, like, or they would be wasting. Like Nintendo would waste money to license those two particular games, and Square would think they are losing potential profit long term. Like all these people, oh, these are people who potentially could have bought the game directly from them. Yeah, because that's that's a big thing for Square nowadays because they they try to get people to buy it. Like instead of buying the game. At Walmart or buy it at GameStop, they sell special editions directly on their website, where you just buy directly from them. They're they've been trying to kind of cut out the middleman, so to speak. We're like, oh, don't buy the sixty dollars version from from GameStop. Buy the ninety dollars version from us directly. And oh, wait, they get to keep the whole profit instead of you know what they would have sold it to GameStop, to yeah. Walmart, to Target yeah. for. They they get the whole they get the whole nut, so to speak. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, like Square is a lot greedier than you than, than people think. Uh, I mean, they've. I mean, their, their developer side has produced some of the best freaking content in the history of, of role playing games, but the business side, they're, they're much teetering. About the money. Well, and not just they're about the money; they're teetering too. I mean, if they if they if 15 didn't succeed the way it did, you would see they're them, in trouble. Yeah, you would see them in big trouble, and they would be banking on Final Fantasy VII to pull them out. Yeah, and 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 that's and that's the fear I have. Well, to to go back to that topic about Final Fantasy VII, this remake, I it it's it's such a monumental task for them to try to sell this, and I I think the demand that the perceived demand is drastically higher than the actual demand. 
It's like that thing where a lot of people say they want something, mm. but when the actual product comes out, they're not buying it. It's 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 a very precarious thing. Like mm-hmm. a a friend of mine posted a really good graphic today. Yeah, from a, it was a, from a did you know gaming because people always talk about you know Final Fantasy VII game. Like oh, so many people consider it to be one of the best the uh, the best Final Fantasy game, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, the, the the great the graphic said, the majority of people who think Final Fantasy VII is the best Final Fantasy have only played Final Fantasy yeah. VII. <laughs> uh, well, it's not just uh, that game; it was the biggest selling game on PS One. And there's even though we think you think that the demand is inflated more, it's still going to sell. No, no, well, specifically well, they're making because, it. Oh, good. Yeah. No, no, okay, no. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is going to sell, but. The amount of copies that they need to sell to justify the investment they're making into this, it's not going to be. An, it's, it's like a, a Hollywood movie where like they they spend two they spend a hundred million to make it, they spend another hundred million to market it, and it comes back and they they sold they they made one hundred thirty million dollars in tickets, and then realistically they only made like seventy million or or seventy five million from that. That's a loss. Yeah. So for Square, like this is, I, I've always felt that this Final Fantasy VII remake has been a very dangerously, um, uh, it's, it's a financially risky proposition because the that's that's why it, it took them years to try to figure out a way to do it where they think they could potentially make it so they can at least break even because the amount of time and effort they're gonna have to put into the, to take that game, that's why it's gonna be episodic, and that's where they're gonna potentially make or break it. No, that, and that's where I think they're gonna lose money. Well, no, because a lot of people will buy episode one, exactly. But the retention rate after that—that's the thing. Yeah, and it's that's, diminishing returns, and that's what that's what honestly is going to determine how successful it is. It's the and fact I think that it's, it's episodic, and people are going to buy the first episode. It's going to sell. Huge, but okay, but, but whether they're able to retain it through that, through see, but, that, but that, game, that's the difference. Where like th- that's where the money could be won- uh, made or lost. And I think lost because I think a lot of times when you create something like that where it's episodic, it's. Let me go to Pete here. <laughs> I want to go to an area of Pete's expertise because okay. I'm going to compare this mm-hmm. to when you have a, a comic book come out, and it's because comic books episodic. also episodic. Yes. First episode, first issues always do extremely well. Yeah. But what are the odds of it continuing to do yeah. well? Oh, it, it, you, you, you would think there it's it's similar diminishing returns yeah. on the majority of the products, right? Yeah, I mean it's, it's rare that it stays <laughs> it stays constant. It stays constant, yeah. I mean it's, it happens, but it's not. It's very it's, rare. It's, it's very rare. Yeah. Like it, it it's it's a it's a lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And I don't as much as everybody loves Final Fantasy VII. I don't foresee this being that lightning in the bottle where it's like in this episode, like or like like a walking the the walking games, yeah, uh, the walking, uh, walking dead, dead telltale games. Yeah. That one, oh, that was great. That was great. Yeah. That was a quality product. That was really good. It had this big following, but I don't see that the same thing with Final Fantasy yeah. Seven. And that's something I I can definitely see that side because it's very it's because you have to keep in mind RPGs are still very niche. Yeah, it's it's it. it yeah. This is a niche product, so. I go to, like so a niche comic book, yeah. something that everybody wants. You put up that first issue, and the second issue maybe does eighty percent of what yeah. the premium, and then you go down another seventy percent of that previous eighty percent number, and it keeps going. Yeah. It keeps going up because you have to place orders every month on yeah. stuff like this, and you and you see that you literally see this mm-hmm. right where people are really excited about a comic, yeah. But then you're you're ending up having to cut down the orders because 
Yeah, they either fall off of it or like. And then, but see, the thing is, the big difference on this comic books. There's a lot of people that just want that first issue. Just yeah, because they, they only want they, a lot of people will only want the first episode, and it also depends on the pricing how they price that. And that's where they might get. Uh, they might be won or lost. They'll probably charge full price for that first game. No, they're not. No. Oh, if if they charge sixty bucks for that first episode, oh, they're dead in the water. It, they're no, not, they're, <laughs> they're dead in the water. I don't think they're going to be able to release episodes more than once a year. Oh no! If, if you're going up, well, see. Oh, and like, and, and Irv Dabutama makes a point that I was just about to make. Uh, thank you, Irv. You you are reading my mind. You 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 jumped ahead of, of where I was going. The if they sell a season pass, that's where. Oh, but yeah. The, see, the, it's taking so long because they're gonna, you can't just release an episode every year. That's not going to work. With the amount of production time and money that needs to go into it, I can't see them releasing it more frequently than. They're they're gonna. Ha- I mean, if they want it to succeed, they have to. I I agree. Because people, if you wait a year, people are gonna forget and not care. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that you know, that's eighty percent drop off. Maybe we're talking about like forty, like a, like a, it's fifty percent of the people who bought episode one might come back next year to buy it, and then you've already failed. And then so how you much might not you even see episode three. Episode? I, it depends. Oh, well, I don't have the, the the production budget in front of me. Well, yeah, but if you're gonna be hey, releasing I'm, it, and I, I'm assuming five or five episodes or so. Uh, fifteen to twenty dollars. So the so the total you'd pay would be like a hundred dollars. I'd say they would charge forty. Forty an episode? Yeah. And you'd pay two hundred dollars for the entire saga. I think people. Would That's do a that. failure. <laughs> on our on, I, I, on I, the I, consumers' I, part, not I, 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 on, no. not on their part. No, no, that's a fa- no. It would people wouldn't buy it. I think they would. I think the hype around <laughs> the game and how it's sold before there's enough people that adore. That's twenty that years game. ago, man. That's and, twenty years ago, dude. They, yeah, twenty years. A lot ago, of those people and the, are not gaming anymore. No, and, and and a lot of people. I think you overestimate it. Well, no, yeah, you're. People uh, will. People can say what they yeah. want, but when they vote with their wallets, that is a completely different story. True. When when to push comes to shove, when the money comes out, yeah. that's if if you tell a bunch of people if you want to pay play all of Final Fantasy VII and it's going to cost them two hundred dollars, you have already isolated at least fifty percent of those people. Half of those people will not buy the game. Well, a lot of that is based off of your pers- or view of the game. No, no, uh, I, I I feel like the people, I, no, I like for, I am looking. No, I'm no, every, I am looking at this from an objective perspective. No, no, from for no, every, I'm looking at this. No, no I no, am no. being a. I'm looking at this from, from a business, business perspective. perspective. For business, I, get it. I am not. I'm not telling you that. Oh, I am saying this because I don't like the game. I'm saying this because I'm looking at this from from a fan perspective. If you tell people. Like they say, well, Irv saying, oh, people pay two hundred dollars for special editions, but you know how many copies of those go to every store? One or two copies, two hundred dollars for a special edition of a game. That that it doesn't. That's not a conceit. Like you're, you're telling me that every person who wants to have a complete experience is going to pay two hundred dollars. A lot for of people the, are going to walk on that. That that is a that is an unbreachable. Like people bitch of, about paying one hundred twenty dollars over the course of like two years to play Destiny. That that's different because that was more of a communal experience where you have someone like me could put two thousand hours in the game. Final Fantasy VII that's a linear single game. You're not there's no multiplayer. There's no nothing beyond the actual story. Yeah. The the um you're ta- I I think conservatively I think maybe only a quarter of the people would actually pay two hundred dollars. And I'm overestimating there. I'm being generous by saying I think twenty five percent of people who would want that game would pay two hundred dollars for it over the course of like. And then you're saying what? Well, so two hundred dollars over the course of five years. You think people are going to stick around for five years? That's crossing console, console generations, my yeah. friend. I think you no, are. Yeah. 
No. You're you, operating from an, a fantasy right now. No, I'm operating from how people uh, love that game and do anything. A, you, and it's not just you're playing Final Fantasy VII. You're playing an incredibly up-resed, high, high graphic, high-definition version of the game. You're playing a game that, and it's something that for the five hype, years. Well, no, and for, the hype for five years, and the hype behind the game. Think, think about the no, timetable no, that you're, you're talking about. You're trying to change the subject to that, <laughs> no. and I'm trying to tell you. Think no, about. I'm, all go, the I'm people, going with your proposal. No, no, no I'm taking your data and your hype proposal behind the game, and think about how many people never played the game and love the hype behind it and are going to play it because of that. There's a lot of people who played it and are dying to play it again. There are people who adore the game. There's a reason why it's sold as many copies and people still play it today. See, Jai Polidor, who is the diametric opposite of, of me on, on Final Fantasy VII, says, I love Bahama Zero, but neither it nor getting an all-powerful inbred gold chocobo is worth that price. And he and he is the opposite of me. Yeah. He loves that game to the end of the earth. Kiet Fam, who, let's see, if people don't like the changes in the remake... They're going to walk. And that's ultimately what's going to determine the success. It's not going to be gonna walk. It's not going to be price point or how how often it's spaced out. It's going to be if it doesn't live up mm. to what their expectations are. Then it's are. already it's already a failure then. <laughs> well, no, you're already deeming it a failure. It could be better. Like um, you're already I saying hope. it's immediately going to be a shit no. game. <laughs> no, okay, no. I'm I'm okay. The scenario that you have built is a failure. Of 5 years, $200. That 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 because you're saying over, five then, episodes. Then fine. Every every six months, it's over two and a half years. Okay. See that. Okay. See now that is a much more conceivable thing because okay. you're staying you're staying within a conflict because I'm look. Yeah. I'm trying to be. Okay. You're accusing no, me of I'm, being biased. No. But I'm doing I am being objective. A, I'm, I'm doing it off of a, a developmental standpoint. They couldn't make this game as far as episodic. They wouldn't be able to make the game unless 15 was successful. And if it didn't succeed. Then everything would be weighing on that first episode to have the money to continue development. That that is true. So it's from a developmental standpoint. The game has so many details that if they want to make it so that it lives up to the expectations, they're going to have to take a shitload of time on it. This this is oh, and then they already have no because well because this was announced what Final Fantasy Seven was it was two years ago. Yeah, so they've had two years to build, and heaven knows how long before that announcement they've already been working on it. Six months. Okay, but so so two and a half years, and we have no no information. So uh, it's unlikely we're not going to see anything about it until E three of next year. So we're yeah. talking three and a half years. We're already near the end of a console cycle. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, look at what everything that Final Fantasy has done. Look at the development of fifteen. It took ten years and started on the PS three. Well, they changed three directors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That look at the history of the company. But, if the but, if the first game isn't living or if seven isn't living up to the quality that people think, they're gonna keep changing people. I know, but okay. So, but that was one single that's one singular game. It was actually two different games. No, no, okay, no, no, listen. <laughs> it's one release. One that that was one purchase. You're talking about five purchases. Yeah. For a game that already has a huge fan base that people already adore, I think you overestimate this. This uh, people, yeah, really? The, I feel the, like I feel like you over like people adore that game more than any other game. There's a difference between adoring and spending. Yes, there, there there's a and, significant difference. And there are people who I, will go and spend the money for it. Okay, okay. because okay. they love it. Let me give you a little bit more of the insight. The reason why we do this podcast. I worked for Nintendo for seven years. Take a drink. There are lots of games that people say they want yeah. that are clamored for, that 
that people do giant campaigns for. And then when they finally release them, people don't buy them. Yeah. Because people will say they want things, but then they want them for free. Yeah. A, a lot of these quote unquote hardcore gamers that you're talking about, all these people who adore the game are going to want to pirate it or not pay for it or find a way but to that's get it by hook or crook. That's another story altogether. But see, that's, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these hardcore fans people. that you're talking about, people who adore this game, yeah. a lot of those people, you, you tell them $200, they're going to give you a middle finger. There's already enough hype around it to build to it. Hype uh, doesn't build a house, my friend. No, it doesn't. <laughs> not at all. Hype does not build a house. But it's already been a, like... 15 was its own game and it was one game and it came out but it had no nobody knew what it was going into it. People know what 7 is and there's enough people that haven't played it that want to play it and we're just waiting for something like this to happen. The the thing is you're yeah. selling the game short and uh, no, I'm not selling the game short. I'm I'm, I'm going off yeah. we don't have okay, we no. don't know what we're going to get. Yeah. And I you are see see we are I I'm trying to, with what the information we have, I'm trying to say, okay, is it going to be episodic? That's already an issue right off the bat. Yeah. The price point, we don't know what the price point is going to be. That's going to be an issue right off the bat because you're already chopping off people who would potentially want the game. And that, like, you're saying this giant fan base is going to, how many of these people are going to, they want, uh, how, what percentage of people want the exact same game, but they're not going to get that? How many people went that were Destiny fans and bought the, Taken King for another 40 or 60 bucks. They lost a lot of people. <laughs> How many people bought it though? The people that loved it and were all about it. If they love it and are about it, they are going to yeah, pay. I, you know, I love the game, but yeah, yeah, I did that. And that's but what I'm saying. The people who actually love and one care year, about it will spend. One year later, they, they're dumping the entire they, they they're dumping the entire game and starting over. But they this already September. planned on that. That was already part of no, the agenda. No, when when the, when the game was initially made, it, we were it, everything was supposed to stay um, stay static for ten years, and now they've they, yeah no they did have they're, the they're ten dump, year plan. They're jumping they're, ship they're, off, of but it. they're 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 dumping they're dumping everything. The only thing we're keeping is our characters' faces yeah. and our names. But, <laughs> that's all we're keeping. All but every, the, game, the game but, was supposed the game was supposed to stay perpetual through all through the ten year cycle, but now they're already they're they're cutting they're cutting bait and dumping. Here, let me tell you. The, the player base, uh, our buddy, our, our Art, Arturo Solorio on, on, on Facebook Live, I'm sure he can give you the, uh, see, uh, Chanel, she, she, she paid twice. She paid Taken King, and I bought freaking uh, And that the, should tell the, you something. If people like it, they will pay. Yes, no, but, they, but they're dumping the, this current game. that the, No one's playing it right now. It's so well. At the end, I, of the day, I tried. They know I tried. The second one is on the way. What's the what's the motivation? The, they had to dump everything. No, that's that's the thing. They, they're cutting. You bring up Destiny as a, as a counterpoint to Final Fantasy VII. That's a completely different thing. Well, no, I'm not bringing up Destiny as a counterpoint. I'm bringing the up Destiny the idea is a perpetual. If people love a game, yes, they are going to pay. But Destiny is a perpetual environment. Is. No, per, per, Destiny is a perpetual game that's going to go on over time. It's going it's a it's a MMO RPG that you pl, you log in all sorts of time, and it's a communal game. Final Fantasy VII is a single player experience. You're going to play by yourself. Yeah, you're gonna play a. Some people like that. I know. I know. People that the the people fell no, in yes. love with that people, one. No, no, no. I know. I know. Because okay. of that experience, almost all the Final we, we, Fantasy we, we, games we, we, are far. No, no, no. But you, you, Final Fantasy eleven and Final Fantasy no, fourteen. I said almost every. I, know, I, know. I didn't okay. say all of them, and you know but, that. But but okay, follow me here. <laughs> See, 
it's just supposed to be an individual game. They're already changing the formula. So yes, there's going to be some people who like it, but it, it this is not going to be the knockdown drag out event that like where people are going to be lining up the way people line up for Grand Theft Auto or the way people line up or people are going to line up for all for these the games. first episode. I disagree. I think they will be lining up. They're droves. not. I think they're just going to download it at home. They're going to buy a twenty dollars PSN well, yeah, card. No, but they're going to buy a twenty dollars PSN card. Well, then, no, that, and then that's. Then, uh, and, uh, well, no. If you're going we to uh, compare it to a GTA game that like people lining up around the block, people aren't doing that for GTA anymore because they're downloading GTA as well. So it's not a matter of lining no, up around the block for it. NBA and Call of Duty, they, they all slide down. Every single one of them, people download. No, there's. They're... So people aren't going <laughs> to line up around the block for anything anymore. <laughs> If the game is episodic, then it's not a disc-based game. Then you're talking about a digitally-based game. That's the difference. GTA is a disc-based game. Yeah. The majority of consumers nowadays still... Are, that's the reason why they'll, Xbox they'll One it, had to walk it. back a lot of their stuff, because the majority of your consumers still want discs. Yeah, no, they're going to make it disc-based, I believe. I think... If you're if making an episodic <laughs> game, yeah. it's going to be digital. Well, no, you. it'll be both. They, if, it, if it's episodic, <laughs> they can get the second disc for the second... For the second part, people will do it. They did the Sam. same thing, didn't they? Release the the disc of the of of, of the Telltale games yeah. of Walking Dead. You get okay. That disc gets you the first episode, and you have to download the rest. No, it has all of them on there. They, I think they released it afterward. After all of them came out, they had all of them on on one. No, like the way those Telltale discs work is you you get the you, that first, the first disc, disc and then the rest of them are deals are downloads. Yes, so that's then my Guardians one, of the Galaxy that I have. It's yeah. it gets me the first episode and I have to download the rest. Okay, so if you go and get this first episode, you get the disc of it, and then the no, rest but, of them you can download. No, but see, on those Guardian on the Telltale games, you're getting that that thirty dollar price gets you everything. Okay, and, and on this, you're this, you're not getting yeah. everything. Yeah, it, it, you're not you're not unless you give them the, the, the whatever their price point is going to be or the season pass or whatever it's going to be. If they if they make it so that you could buy the entire package right off the bat, which they're probably going to do because it's a, a good way to make more money off of oh, it before it, it's it, been finished. But if you're six to eight months, six to nine to a year a year apart, you can't do that. They can. I think they can. <laughs> if they establish the price point for each episode, yeah. I know you love game, Sam. I know you're you're big in the games, but you have to understand the logistics and the industry side of, of of this. What would change as far as the price point of each episode? No. Okay, you can't just keep you have to keep buying individual discs, and that's. Well, no. We you buy the first disc and the rest, just like the Telltale games that you're talking about. No, but then you, you to, buy the first disc and the rest of them are downloads. If they keep making them. <laughs> If they don't pull the plug after, if if the first one fails, there's a difference. If the first one fails, and it the first episode, like we said, is going, like you said, is going to sell big. It, so it, it's it not going to fail. Yeah. It's going to succeed, and the rest of I the need episode, more drink. The rest of the I wish episodes, this was vodka right now. No, the rest of the episodes are going to be made based off of that success. I don't know. And, and we, the success uh, until of Until we get more info, like, both of us are making a lot of suppositions here. We're making a lot of assumptions. Yeah. I'm, I'm making my assumptions from the basis of what I've seen in the history of the industry, and you're making assumptions from what fans would want. And those are two completely different viewpoints. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but 
And that's, I'm trying to point out to you where the, the, the fan view is completely different from what the way a, a, a publisher would, yeah. would view all this. And, the and you're, you're telling me uh, you're telling me that I'm wrong because I'm coming at this with facts. Well, no, you're coming at this <laughs> with theory and not, there's, there's no fact behind it. We I, don't have any facts. I'm presenting a fact. <laughs> the way episodic content is produced in these days is <laughs> yeah, a lot of discussion based on a few rumors. And a lot of it, and Telltale, Telltale Games, thir- thank, thank you, kid. 30 bucks for five episodes. You're getting five episodes yeah, for 30 for bucks. for a quality of game that's not even close to the same. The production it's value that's is way different. And that's where the pro- that's where I see the problem is the price that they're going to have to charge to, to, uh, to, to, to make it so that they can produce the whole thing is going to be cost prohibitive. It's, it's, it's big baller brand. They're gonna have to charge five hundred bucks, and that's it's like what, saying you're gonna be paying. All right, so kid, like in theory, you're gonna be paying sixty dollars an episode, 40. possibly, possibly sixty. Yeah, but Poss- I'll say I'll say forty. Forty dollars an episode, however long it's gonna take. Like if they ha- if they're not producing everything all at once, wow, we're going way over here. Yeah, it it <laughs> we're 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 beating our dicks in over over stuff we don't we, <laughs> we don't, don't have really facts know yet. On. Yeah. Over faction, it started as a discussion about uh, Super Nintendo, and oh yeah, not to mention, and not to mention the amount of space the game will take up. Uh, Jai Potter says on, yeah. on on Facebook Live, and then it's, it's Square Enix, and it's going to start at sixty bucks. Yeah, that, that, that most likely it, they're going to ask for sixty off the bat. Yeah, and then you have to keep paying however much twenty or forty an episode after that, and, and we'll see what the return rate is on that. I think that after the first episode, they're going to have the, enough money to do it. Uh, to, to justify everything? Yeah. And on top of that, using the money that they brought in from 15? Yeah. And so in tw- if 15 We shall succeed, see in 2020, my friend. If 15 didn't succeed, then we, the, it would be a lot harder for them to pull it off. Then it would be everything would be weighing Honestly, on Honestly, there's a lot episode. of other factors that they have to freaking weigh in, like Tomb Raider and Hitman. There's a lot of yeah. other things that they're counting on to keep their company afloat. Oh, at yeah, the moment. but 15 was the big thing for them. It was. It and w- it, it did well. It did well enough that they're building on that even. Uh, Kiet Fam makes a, a, an excellent point. You're going to run into a Xenosaga problem where they intended uh, six episodes but only made uh, yeah. four. Or <laughs> or before they did the uh, the, the crowdfunding on it, uh, Shenmue. We shall see. <laughs> yeah. I just... I, I, I'm t- I, I am not. I'm not trying to be biased. I'm trying to tell you this, this from from the, from historically what I have seen from uh from in, in the history of, of games, the way people buy games. This is a very precarious and uh, uh, treacherous yeah. <laughs> direction they've gone. Like, like I, I say, it, it's a no win. I I have said for years, the Final Fantasy VII remake is a no win situation for Square. Well, you've been sticking to that for a long since the since I've known you, and it's it's a no win situation. And there. there's a lot of people. If it was, Cause, cause then a, if it was, then Square wouldn't even bother putting it out again. Believe me, they've they've been talking about it for 15 years. And and <laughs> no, and did you see how people were re- responding to when they dick tease them every time? I, I, it's not like this is like a game that's people are I just know, gonna blow off. It's that first it's, episode is going to be huge. I'm willing know. to bet it'll I, it'll I, compete I, with one of the Grand Theft Auto the, the, games. The, 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 the first one, yes, but we're gonna have to. Yeah. The first one, yes, but the everything after that, that's a crapshoot. 
Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Uh, everything after that is a crapshoot, but I feel like that first episode, as far as sales go, will rival any of the any of the uh, Grand Theft Auto games. We shall we shall see. Um, we we shall Episodic see. Episodic makes it a lot harder to pull off. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, well, no, <laughs> it makes it my argument is that they're going episodic. But they, yeah, no, and I've acknowledged that that it is uh, that's going to be a problem. But I still think that they're going to make I mean, enough I, I, off that, of that, that first a, episode. A point I'm trying to make: RPGs are still a very niche thing. I mean, yeah, still very niche. But there's enough overwhelming hype about this game to make it so people will carry it over. Because <sighs> there's enough people that haven't played it that have wanted to because of the hype, and they're going to jump in. I don't know. We shall, we'll, we'll see in 2025 when it releases. <laughs> yeah, we'll see in 2030. <laughs> well, when, it, when, it, when it finally is completed. We, Ju- we, judging based off of developmental time, development times on Square Enix games recently, we won't see it until like, oh, 2030. 2030, when, when, when I'm already dead in the ground. <laughs> I'll, I'll be dead, and you guys can play this video. Good God. That, that, that went off the rails. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> We have more viewers. Apparently, we need to fight more often. Agree. We need conflict. Why do you think I'm bringing it? Because you love conflict and you love stepping on my dick during the show. I love tweaking you and getting you to this point. But you like cutting me off, too. And then when you when we go back and you listen to the episode, oh, shit, I cut off a good point that you said. I held back a lot this time. Dios mío. For my combative executive producer, Sam Zia, and for... Judgmental nerd, Pete Molini. I am Hater Im- Andre. No, just kidding. <laughs> I am in. I am embattled. I am embattled. Uh, <laughs> talk show host, Drace Ravantes. I hope you guys come back. <laughs> Have a good day. Oh no! Let's see. <laughs> I, I, Iceberg's going ham on the <laughs> on the facts here. You're a little late, man. I needed this shit 20 minutes ago. <laughs> tenth selling game all time? Or wait. It's at tenth selling game. Uh, uh, Skyrim. Oh, okay. is, uh, Skyrim is the tenth selling game of all time. Yeah. There's no Japanese RPG in the top 50 games of all time. But, uh, but we're doing the close. I'm trying to close show. Samzy570. Nostalgic underscore comics. Comic. Yeah. I remember this time. <laughs> at Dre GP Podcast. If you're listening to this on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, thank you. My brain's not working. (laughs) I don't like my brain. If you're listening to this, you can always watch us on Facebook Live at facebook.com forward slash Dre GP podcast. You can see the whole staff. We had a, at some point, we had actually five viewers on Twitch. You can watch us, all three of us, on Twitch at uh, Twitch uh, twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP podcast for my staff. I'm Dre Cervantes. Thank you for listening and or watching. You guys have a good night.